Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Shooting My Vision, a podcast hosted by me, Zach Wood, where we take a look into the minds of many creative people in various industries and see what makes them come to their conclusions when it comes to their creative process. This is intended on being a nice conversation where we talk about their industry, their involvement in it, but also take a look at how their personal lives come into play when coming to their creative conclusions. My guest today is Matthew Dobson, a good old friend of mine. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good, man. I'm good, good, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm great, man. It's so good to see your face again. It is. I don't normally come on to Zooms and do video because I don't like the old mug. You know, I'm better behind the camera <laughs> and uh, definitely you're a face for radio. But uh, no, it's good to see you, dude. Missed you so much. Honestly, I miss you. I miss you so much. It hurts sometimes. Yeah, I, I fully do. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. Oh, thanks for coming on anyway, man. Like when I, uh, I said before, when I was thinking of doing this podcast I thought I've got to have Matt on he's on he's probably the only person who's on more podcasts than I am (laughs) (laughs) I try (laughs) okay um so do you want to just give the the audience a a bit of an introduction to yourself so we can sort of uh, get to know you what creative field you're in and everything like that oh what field am I not in um so (laughs) I'm um I'm a 44 year old uh creative minded dyslexic fat guy that's the way i <laughs> describe myself and fat is spelled p-h-a-t i'm not allowed to say the f-a-t-h otherwise the wife uh, uh gives me a beating but um no 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 I, I i've been kind of in the entertainment business since around about two uh, no 1999 1999 i started doing the entertainment kind of area the year um, i was I, born wow <laughs> that, that's it. it makes me feel really old now but uh, <laughs> Wow. I, yeah, I started um, in 99 and I just moved through different fields and to, to where I am right now and, and trying to move on to even more. Brilliant. Maybe that's pretty much where I am. Excellent. Well, you, you, you do. Um, I know I've known you for, oh, what, seven years now? We met in January of 2014. Yeah. So, yeah. January. Well, and, you remember that well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm really good with dates. I'm not good at stuff I need <laughs> to know, but dates I'm fine with. <laughs> and yeah. I think I've seen you go through so many different creative walks, and that's why I thought well, I've got to get you on here because you've got it, such it, a great it, mind for it. When me and Callum were saying when I had Callum on, we were saying like you just you got the such a mind for it. Oh wow! Thank you very much. That, that, <laughs> that, I don't believe in myself. That's one thing I, I I have to admit. Being the person I am, I'm very much my own worst enemy. I I, I kind of put myself down a lot, which you obviously know. Yeah. Um, from from the time knowing me, because I think in the first, what well, must be the first year, probably two years of knowing me, I I kind of quit everything I did because I felt I wasn't good enough for it, and I'm glad I didn't because I I, I am where I am right now. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm I'm very aware of that. I mean, that's why I went through so many different things, and you know, being 44, having uh, a wife who has kind of trained my mind to be more positive and more um, aggressive towards my business I think I'm, I can only succeed more and more from where I am right now yeah of course you do you seem uh, I, I goes without saying but in the three years you've been married you seem so much happier now oh don't tell her that she, 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 if she <laughs> to that I am I'm, I'm never going to live that down <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know if you can see right behind me she sat there doing I did the work see a head poke over <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, doing her work. So, um, and and you know, you 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 kind of know my wife through uh, different uh, areas as well, because obviously she she's done a few things in uh, 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 one of your old workplaces. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I think you got to see her more than I did at that point. So, it was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah, I mean, I mean, so I mean, if I start off with what I've been doing, so in '99, when I got into the entertainment field, I I became the mascot for Leicester City Football Club. So I was Philbert the Fox, and that was my first real step into the entertainment side of it. I kind of was dragged in accidentally because they needed an actor to take on the role of Philbert, and I just took it from there. And well, I did that until 2004. Uh, loved every second of it. I, I pushed Philbert forward. I gave him everything that they wanted to where he is right now. He hasn't really progressed much since where I've taken him, which is great because it just shows that I had that push that I could push him into to where I needed him to. Yeah. Um, and then I left there, went to hospital radio for a bit. And uh, yeah, I loved that. It was great. I met I met my fellow uh, co-presenter, Dean, there. Um, it's kind of funny because we hated each other to start off with. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and then we became, you know, great friends and we're still friends today and we're still kind, kind of doing everything together really at the moment. And he's kind of like a bit of a muse for me. I kind of, you know, shout out ideas to him and it kind of just makes sense sometimes that he, he'll come back and he'll just say, yeah, that's perfect. If not, he doesn't understand. If he doesn't understand it, I know it's not a great idea because um, it needs to be something that he can understand for me to to go with it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then in 20, 2014, the uh, year I met you, I... Uh, jumped into the world of professional wrestling at the age yes. of 38, um, which I still think is one of the oldest people to ever step into the wrestling, um, <laughs> starting, starting wrestling at that age. And uh, I've never looked back from there. And now I'm a podcaster, uh, I'm a ghost hunter, and I'm a designer of very basic t-shirts and jumpers. And uh, I'm just about to, a bit of a breaking news, just about to get back into radio. Oh, excellent. Lovely. Wow. So basically any walk that you could possibly go down, almost you've you've jumped into it at some point. Exactly. I've done, I've done YouTube videos for my ghost hunting. So video, uh, I've done acting, I've done producing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've done everything pretty much. I try wow. to keep, keep going with it. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so when, um, what, so I suppose you can apply this to any any field you'd like, but in terms of like what first uh, what was your first introduction into wanting to um, jump into the fields that you're in? So you could apply this to wrestling, ghost hunting, anything like that. So what was your sort of first introduction? I think with wrestling, um, I suffered with agoraphobia for many years, um, a condition which is described as, as a, a wide open space fear. It's not, it's an avoidance fear. You spend all your time inside. You don't, you don't ever really leave your house or, or, or you kind of have to be in your house for a certain time. It, it has many different forms. And to get into wrestling, I always wanted to be when I was 14. And then doing Philbit, I kind of got this bug for being a, an entertainer. Yes. Um, and I just love to see people smile. I mean, I used to come down as Philbert and there was a kid that would, I think they hated to be at football. They would cry all the way up until the point where Philbert turned up. And it was my job to change that mood. And his dad kept coming up to me going, you're changing his mood, keep going, keep going. And I was making him laugh. And it just, you know, things like that made the difference for me, making people smile and making people happy. And I kind of thought, you know, that's where I kind of got the bug for entertainment, went into radio, did the same thing. 
And then I soon realized that wrestling did that for me. You know, watching WWE or, or, or TNA at the time uh, was 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 something that would make me, you know, excited and, and kind of thought, right, I'm going to give this a go. I've wanted to be a wrestler since I was 14. But uh, being an agoraphobic, you know, I've got the opportunity. I've got the opportunity now. I jumped into it. And I didn't realize the amount of creativity that was in it. Yeah. And for me, that changed everything. And to to get that taste, to be able to have this whole um power over my own character my own storylines how i how i came across to the the you know the the uh, audience to get how i got across to 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 the wrestlers and how i made things look kind of intrigued me and you know i think it's just gone from strength and strength and strength and i think in 20 2019 no 2020 my last ever my last match that i had before obviously this pandemic happened yeah. um I um uh, I, I kind of did everything I ever wanted to do and uh, I suckered the, the crowd in. I kind of played this story. I created this whole picture that I had retired. People believed all of this hype that I'd retired. And then on one show, my music played, the lights went out, my name came up and I've never heard and I've never, ever felt the way I felt that night. I've never had a reaction to it, to something like that. And I've never felt the way that I felt. That it night. was incredible. I remember it came up on my memories about it from, from, because it was around this time last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, maybe just a bit, uh, a bit more than a year. And it came up and it's just, it's still to this day, goosebumps. It's incredible. Do you know, I, I, whenever I feel down now, whenever I have that moment, I'm not good enough for something. I play that. Yeah. And I just listen to the reaction. And, it may be big headiness, but I was just, just stood there and I'm just like, everything I wanted to do, the video that I made to get us into that, the, the stories that I had to tell, the way I had to, you know, as we call it in the business, kayfabe people, yeah. everything was a part of that. There wasn't one single bit that wasn't creative. There wasn't a single bit that was, I had to go and train at a different wrestling school to keep myself within it and tell people I'd retired. Um, I had to, you know, just turn up to shows and leave before a match had started just to make everybody, even the wrestlers. I didn't want any of the wrestlers to know that I was coming back. The only person that really knew was myself and, 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 and the promoter. Yeah. And, you know, to go through that, to write that, to talk about that and to change it and to, you know, spend six months creating a special video for it. took, you know, all the creativity out in it and it paid off. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You talk about big headedness, but it was when 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 Callum came on. Um, one of the biggest points he made was you've got to gas yourself up because if you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to. So no, there's, there's believing in yourself, and there's and there's hyping yourself up. Then then there's big headedness. I think sometimes you can be that over cockiness. You know what I mean? It, it is kind of like. I don't want to ever get there, so I always check myself. I think that's the way I want to. Because... That's always the way to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think for me, it's nice to get the praise from other people rather than me shouting about myself. So I just I'm trying to be as humble because, you know, where I am is still very much the bottom tier of the entertainment ladder. I've still got a long way to climb. And the saying that I've always had is, you know, I always need somebody to help me. If I go up, I'll I'll help everybody else come up, and then when I come down, they may need and you may need their help. So always be nice on the way up, because on the way down, you got to be you know you, you you're gonna need them as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, what what sort of 
I suppose we've sort of touched on it, but was there any specific person in the industry that sort of inspired you to jump into this? Um, I think accident. I think it was more accidentally I got into it because I was obviously um, I was a football coach for Leicester Football Club, and they needed somebody, and I kind of got into it. But looking around it, at, at every stage, there's been somebody that's inspired me. So radio was Chris Moyles. People. And they get Chris Moyles wrong. He comes off, comes across as very cocky, comes across as uh, very um, nonchalant or big headedness. But I think that's a character that he plays. I think the Chris Moyles you see on the radio really probably isn't the Chris Moyles that you see um, uh, on on the streets or in the pub or wherever. And that was something that kind of inspired me to be to create a character called MDF, uh, which is changed over time now to, to to mega fat which is what my new new, new character kind of is on radio yeah. um so there's that uh, looking back over like videos and different things like that you've got to look at uh some of the great jj album uh, albert i could never say but i would say jj he's inspired me to do different things then you've got wrestling i've got the undertaker triple h yeah. you know even vince mcmahon the way that him and his team come up with some of these great storylines you know yes. for me it's a prize is, is, you know, I don't like the way somebody announces something next week, they're back. I hate that. I want to be like sitting there and that next minute of like, oh my God, the moment like Shane McMahon came back after seven yes. years of being out. It's still one of my number one moments of wrestling because I remember sitting there watching it and just standing up with the whole, what the hell? Exactly, you know, yes. You know, looking at that, you got to look at George Lucas, people like that. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, those are the people that kind of inspired me and kind of kept me going into, oh, I want to get into that field. And I like Chris Morse because he does this. I want to be a Triple H or I want to be a Vince McMahon and I want to I want to do this. And you just kind of like go with it yourself. And, and, and that's the way I've always been. Yeah. You talk about George Lucas. One of the things that's always surprised me about you is you've never jumped into filmmaking. Do you know something? That's my goal. That's my last goal. By the time I'm 50, which is six years time, I want to have directed uh, some sort of film that isn't mine. Yeah. Um, I'm one of these people right now that, again, I'll be honest, in my head, I'm so creative, but I've got that creative monster that tells me I'm rubbish. Yes. So, oh, you can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. You, oh, you, you're not really a filmmaker because of this and because of that. And I'm like, oh, f- f- you know, I've got to fight that. So I've set myself a goal. The goal also was to become a wrestler. I've done that. Uh, to be a radio presenter, to be an actor. I've done most of those. So my last goal before I'm 50, I will have directed a film, whether it's a short film, uh, a YouTube film or whatever film that isn't mine, that somebody will ask me to do. So yeah. I'm on that path and I will get there. Absolutely. Uh, I definitely think you could do it 100% because you like, like we said, you've got that mind. My first, my, actually my first film that I am going to be directing, which will be my own uh, just to get there is a bit of a backstory to my wrestling character. Pretty much. Um, See, that's something I've always thought would be excellent. I think we spoke about it. uh, We have, and we, I I am going to be dragging you in on this. I'm sorry, but we'll be dragging you in on this to help me direct, to help me get learn. Because again, you're in that field. You're you're at university doing this. Yeah. You know your creativity is you know second to none. You you've got to understand that as well. You know. Are you on me, sir? You know, I I I love what you go through. I've watched all your stuff that you've sent me. You've come up with ideas. (laughs) I mean, by the way, I just would like to point this out. He did come up with an idea of a boy band um, show or film or something. And <laughs> I really want that to happen. I'm dying for that to happen. And I will one day, 
one day. <laughs> one day that is going to happen. But but yeah, and, and and that's what my first film will be. Will be my backstory to my wrestling character. Um, I'm I'm writing it. It's going through, and then after that, I'm doing a sitcom. Uh, which I've been, which I've written the pilot. I'm just got to get confident enough to do it. Which is um, mm-hmm. about how, how me and my co-presenter Dean we met. Uh, it's a bit, it's really, really, really. It's funny. It's very in between us, okay. um, and a little bit more um, Revenge of the Nerds. So it's very okay. much okay. It's going to be a series, <laughs> and there's a few things I've got to tinker and tailor in it. But but yeah, that that was actually going to be made by a. Um, company in Swaddling Cope, but they went bust before anything happened. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wanted to star in it, but he told me I couldn't. So, because oh. I've written it, he said I'd have, to, I'd have to help direct it or executive produce it. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I want yeah. to be in it. It's me. I can, That's it. I can play me. Who's <laughs> better than playing me, but me? That's and it. <laughs> they wouldn't have it. But hey, that's, that's another thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, what would you say is your greatest achievement so far? Uh, my wrestling. Um, I have to say that I, I I stepped into wrestling and I wanted one match. One match, one promotion, and that was all I was ever going to have because I didn't believe I had the uh, the physicality or the, or the acting ability to do it um, or the creativity to do it. So I wanted that one match just to see where I was. I'm now seven years down the line. I've had many matches <laughs> and... Um, I, the comments I get on my character um, is is again something that keeps me going. You know, my character is just something that I I kind of want to keep moving forward and, and keep changing a little bit to keep it yeah. stale. Uh, the one thing that really kind of shocks me is that my character is an evil character, but he's a good guy because people have made him a good guy. I've not made him a good guy. I still do the same stuff that I did when I was a, 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 yeah. a heel. Um, but now everybody's made me a face and it, it, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a strange way to be. And I noticed that I was reacting to that a little bit more when I was, uh, when I was in my last like little bit of wrestling, I was like, Oh my God, I'm, 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 I'm becoming too facey. I don't want to be that. And that's the reason why I killed him off for a bit. Yeah. And, and then brought him back because I needed that creativity to be back there. So, but yeah, my wrestling is definitely my greatest achievement. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. I think I remember just one moment. I remember waking up, oh, um, one morning. I saw the elevation had uh, posted an update of the show and saying that you'd won the title. <laughs> and this, and this was around the time of Kofi Mania. It was, pre- I think, it was like maybe like a week after, two weeks after, something like that. And I just remember thinking, this is such a bigger deal for me than Kofi Mane. I was That's like to really? see to wow. see you there. I think I remember posting on Instagram about it and just because it, it filled me with such joy seeing you there. Did you did you do you have, do you know the full story of that? I believe I do. Okay. Um, I, I, please tell the story though. <laughs> I, I was, so the, the story is so I, again, um, as I've said before, I don't believe in myself and I've, I've, I've always been this person. And I was saying to Zach, when I first met Zach that first year, probably two years, every like probably Saturday, Sunday after training, you, there would be a message on my post. Well, I'm done. I'm no good at this. I'm quitting. And I'd have a thousand people telling me not to. And I, I can't thank them all enough for telling me not to quit. But it was this day and I, I was, to say we'll start the week before I was week before and I get a telephone call from the promoter and he's like hey mate can you uh can you do me a favor on the next show I was like yeah can you work a double shift I was like yeah I can do two matches I'm, I'm very unfit but I'll, I'll do my best I says as long as you either put me on very early and the main event I'll be fine he says no you will be the main event and you will be you're pretty I know I was like, okay 
So I did my match, I won my first match, and then I get backstage and I start planning the second match. And I'm I'm confused because the guy I'm up against is is amazing. You know, Brady Phillips is is, yes. is probably one of the most amazing wrestlers. Second to probably you know Tyler Owens, Callum you've had on. I mean, Callum for me is is probably the most naturally gifted wrestler that I've ever seen. This um, is a bastard, but- isn't he? <laughs> it, yeah. I hate him for it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so much. Everything he does, even he won't, he won't even accept this. But I hate him so much because he does everything so good. And you look at him and you think, I want to be you. Yes. But and again, maybe he looks at me and thinks a different thing. But that's another thing. So I was, I was, I was playing the match, and we got to the point where he goes, right at the end, what we're going to do is there's going to be a point where, um. I'm, you're going to give me your finishing move, bang. You're going to go for a count. One, two, three. Sorry, one, two. And then what's going to happen is uh, my girlfriend's going to come in. She's going to take the referee out. You're going to get mad. Grab her. As you grab her, right, make sure that you let go of her, turn around. I'm going to give you a belt shot and you're done. One, two, three. And I was like, okay, fine, fine. We'll do that. So I'm, I'm stood there, come to training. And uh, so the training before, I just knackered my knee as well. And I couldn't, I was like, my knee was struggling. I've had a knee injury because of that, because I, I, I overextended it. So instead of bending it the normal way, I bent it the wrong way. Yeah. So yeah, painful. And yes. I still suffer from <laughs> it. But so I'm in this match and my knee's going and I'm like, okay, I'm knackered. He, he's, he's, you know, my character is a very slow character. He's a very fast character. So we had to try and meet in the middle but i'm knackered after doing one match and i'm going for it all and i i got to the point right this is my finishing move right the finishing move and i slam him down and i'm pinning him and as i'm pinning him my brain suddenly realized that his girlfriend was nowhere near the referee and i'm like shit you might have to believe that shit um <laughs> this has gone wrong i'm gonna have to get out of this because otherwise we're not gonna get to the spot so i said i grabbed him and i turned around and i went kick out and he said, no, brother. Yeah. And then literally, like, tightened his grip on my arms. And the referee, one, two, three. And I just sat there. And I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm honestly, I'm in complete amazement going, what the fuck's happened? And I saw him, <laughs> was like, I've messed up. I've messed, oh, my God, I've messed up. And then I was like, no, 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 because I told him to kick out and he didn't. Oh, my God, Brady's gone rogue. What's, what, Brady, Brady's, Brady's gone and then I suddenly realized my music's playing and I'm like, <laughs> and if it wasn't, and then all the, this wrestler comes up and he goes, you've won the title, get the fuck up. And I'm like, I've won. And I just remember not, not having any like feeling at all at this precise moment in time, because I'm numb because I just, I just got to the point where I've won and I had no idea. And I'm just like there and I can't lit. I'm being serious. I can't remember the bit in the ring at all because I blanked out. It wasn't until I went through the, the the curtain and there's everybody clapping me, hugging me, and I'm just like, and then they all told me they knew, they knew all knew for the la- knew for the last two months <laughs> that this was going to be the plan, and uh, yeah, I won the title. And uh, for anybody out there that doesn't know, wrestling wrestling is you know like a, a show, it's creative, and yeah. uh, it was already in a storyline that I was going to win, and I didn't know, and I don't think many wrestlers ever go through that. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely it's a one of a kind story, one hundred percent. And I'm just so happy it happened, and uh, I, I I'm going to openly admit this now. I and hopefully that my promoter does listen to this, and everybody else is there. I did not, I wasn't the champion I should have been because. I I kind of lost my way a little bit at that moment and I wasn't doing the right things. I kind of, my creativity kind of just dwelled a bit and I kind of, I, th- I think I felt I'd made it and done it 
and I was like, right, I'm, I'm going to concentrate on podcasting and my family. Cause at that time, um, my daughter had only just been born pretty much. And yeah. yeah, so it was a kind of like, just let's get back into being father and, and, and work and, and production and media. And I just let the wrestling slip and I wasn't at training enough. I, I wasn't the face that I should have been for the champion. And I regret that. And, uh, I learned that lesson and, uh, now I, I kind of get, if I ever get that opportunity again, I'm not going to let that slip. And then the problem is I'll probably never know when I'm going to win the title because the promoter thinks I'll beat myself up too much. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, so that's the story. Sorry to, to rabbit on, but yeah, I, I no. didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. And uh, I'm pretty glad I didn't. Yeah. It's, a, it's an incredible story. It really is. It really is. <laughs> so here's, here's the big question. What I, we, we've sort of touched on it, but what would you like to achieve in the future? I'm, I want to. So as I said, I'm on the first level of being in the entertainment business. This is the bit where it's more of a hobby, uh, more of a kind of, you know, I'm trying to scratch myself up to to becoming something. I think I've got to be in the right place at the right time. I've got to have more confidence in myself. So my 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 goal would be to achieve the top level, whether it's as a director, an actor. Uh, a scriptwriter, a producer of a radio show, a radio presenter, a podcaster that's, that, that's achieving millions of listeners. That's my goal to get there because my, my, my ultimate goal would be to entertain millions of people. I, I want people to tell me that, that my, what, you know, my, my, my uh, item, my, um, my product that I produce, whatever that product is, has changed them, has given them something. Like I'm listening to Talk Sport and they're getting credit from these people because they've helped them through the pandemic. Yeah. And that's what entertainment's all about. I don't, yes. you know, look, it's not the money. It's just that I want to be able to entertain millions. I, I watch my podcast that I do with my wife and we have the stats on Anchor. And to, at the moment, we're, we're nearly at 800 listens and I'm just like, oh my God, 800 people have listened to me. I could have changed 800 people's lives, you know, and that for me is, is what it's all about, you know? if somebody's having a down moment and my product changes that moment for, for an hour, 10, 15 minutes, I've done what I needed to do and that's it. And so that's my ultimate goal is to entertain millions and make a difference to them, whatever way it it is for them. But I need to be on that top level. So if I can get up there and if, you know, if it's a filmmaker, a producer, director, actor, whatever, I want to get there. Absolutely. Well, that's the best way to go. I think you hit the nail on the head with (laughs) you've got, that, that's that's the way I see things. You, I want to I want to entertain people. When things are going, obviously, like we've discussed, the, the last couple of years have been a bit of a, a bit of a down, especially was the last year. And I think things like this have helped people. I've been listening to the Scrubs podcast, and that's oh. been such a great moment for escapism. Yeah, I, I do you know something? I I really enjoyed it up until probably middle of um, season two, and the reason why is because up until then they were just talking, generally talking about things. And I think they started to get heavy into the pandemic and heavy into illnesses and different things. And I'm, I'm like, yeah. I understand this podcast about it, but I don't want to hear that. I want to escape this yeah. whole pandemic stuff. And I want to, and you did that for me up until then. My, my aim my aim was to do that. So for me, I, I had to change podcasts or, or change medias that I was listening to or watching or whatever because I don't want to be involved in that right now because I'm living it. I don't need to hear it. Yes. I'm, I'm living it. 
And that's what I'm, I'm hoping. So I try to, especially on my podcast and, and stuff, is not talk about the pandemic at all. We we may have a word in there where we talk about the pandemic or my, my co co-presenter might start, but I'll literally take that away and go, no, 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 we're going to keep this so people don't, it's that escapism that we're looking for. Because yeah. it's been one hell of nearly two years. It really <laughs> has. Yeah. <laughs> It's it, it's been a time, um, but we, we've got that light at the end of the tunnel, and I cannot it's, wait. Exactly, that's it. It's, things are looking up now, one hundred percent. And hopefully, we'll get wrestling shows back on before the end of the year. Oh, do you know something? I I, I hope in a small way, yes, but in a small way, I don't want to. But I'm not. I, I <laughs> mate, I've got up so much weight because of the oh Sunday. Christ! No, you don't. You preach to the <laughs> choir. <laughs> Do you know the creativity side? You can sit down for ages, and you you can be like writing something, producing something, and then suddenly you just turn around, and you realise you've just taken out a whole crisps and and cakes <laughs> off, and you're like, "What have I done? Yes. Where's that come from?" It's just feeding the mind and the body. Yes. And, you know, so <laughs> I, I I think I'm as as heavy as I was when I first started wrestling, and uh, I need to get it gone. And as of tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm back on it. So I keep oh, saying excellent. as of tomorrow. So I'm hoping tomorrow is the first day that I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> excellent. Well, do you know what, man? This has been absolutely brilliant. I've absolutely loved this conversation. It's been great to catch up again. Again, thank you so much for doing this. You know, for people that are creative, just to get that outlet from somebody like yourself is is, is a great honor. And, you know, I'm always going to be around. If you ever need me again, I'm always going to be there. And if you ever listen to uh, any podcast, you'll probably, any of my podcasts, you're definitely going to hear the advert uh, that you've, you've done. I'm going to get it out there every day. And I'm going to <laughs> you deserve to be out there as much as anybody I mean. Oh, thanks, man. Well, like I said, make sure you get me yours because I'm definitely going to start popping them in mine as well. As soon as as soon as my co-presenter has got his bit sorted out, I'll stitch it together <laughs> and I'll send it over. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, do you want to? Um, so just before we finish off, do you want to plug anything? Any of your um, podcasts, uh, social media pages, anything like that, so we can. Um, I'm so behind you. I'm on. Uh, so I'll give you my uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Twitter, Twitter and Instagram at the moment. I am a Mega Fat Studio, so at Mega Fat Studios, and again, uh, Fat is P H A T. Um, I'm also on, I've just joined up to Twitch and I'm doing some Twitch stuff at the moment. So mainly GTA and FIFA 20. Cause oh, I'm wow. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> something new. it's something new that I'm doing. I'm keeping it a little bit quiet at the moment. Cause obviously I'm just learning everything. Yeah. Uh, so I'm on there and I'm under, so it's me and my friend, co-presenter Dean again, we're doing that and we're called fat and thick. And again, fat is PH. Yeah. Um, but my podcast, and the last thing again, these are my podcasts. So, uh, do you talk nerdy? Which is just basically me and my friend Dale talking about anything that's MCU or Star Wars. Uh, obviously, we just hit up the One Division, which was amazing. And we're oh just about, wow, yes. Yeah, our season <laughs> two is just about to start, which will be us uh, talking about One Division um, and where we think it's all going to go. And then there's Mountain Musings. And in March, I can't let it out at the moment, but in uh, Sorry, in April, there's going to be another podcast, which is me and my friend. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I'm busy, busy, busy. And in between, I'll be going to be a father and I'm trying to be a wrestler and I'm going to lose weight. And I've got a daytime job where I'm a health and safety officer. So it's all in all, it's all good. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, I wouldn't expect any different from you, man. <laughs> I really wouldn't. I, I, I don't know how I'm not like 110 in my head or something at the moment. So, <laughs> it's all good. All good. Thank you for listening to this episode of Shooting My Vision. You can find me at, on Instagram at Ligstagram. That's L-I-G-G-S-T-A-G-R-A-M. 
or you can find me on YouTube at Zach Ligmus. That's Z-A-C-H space L-I-G-M-U-S. We thank you for listening and we hope to see you next time.